are listening to the Vessel Aliveness Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann Jones. I created this podcast to encourage your heart and give you hope through tangible baby steps so that you can make your health a priority again. You deserve to start feeling better in your body today and focus your energy back on the things that really matter instead of stressing about the newest fad diet. You are so much more than this body, my friend. It is your vehicle for growth and experience in this life. Join me to discover how to feel more alive in your precious, hardworking vessel. Let's go to the show. Hello, friends. Happy mid-January. I can't believe that we are here already. It's so crazy. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing what I have learned personally about relationship health. And it may not surprise you to find out that relationship health actually has more to do with you than the other person. Now, obviously, there has to be you know, communication and two ways, but I'm talking about how do you operate as a healthy being within different relationships. So all of this is from my own lived experience, things that I had to learn either in a really hard way or in a very painful way. Sometimes we learn a lot through heartbreak or situations that we just don't know what to do. Relationships are complicated, right? And so It is not going out on a limb to say that they absolutely affect our health. Relationships can become extremely stressful parts of our lives if we're not learning how to relate in a healthy way ourselves. And we allow toxic situations to continue. Sometimes we don't even know how big of an impact certain relationships have on our well-being until we step away from them. Other times we do know but we just aren't quite sure what to do about it. You feel stuck or perhaps you're in survival mode. Perhaps it's a very bad situation and you just don't know what to do. You don't know what the best options are. I've personally made a lot of mistakes through the years in my relationships. I have hurt people. I have broken people's hearts. I have said horrible things. You know, I am just as guilty as anybody who has hurt me, right? And we all know that there are toxic personal situations that the longer we stay in, the more they hurt us and the other person. And sometimes we actually know that we should have left earlier for our own well-being and growth. When we get tangled up in a difficult relationship, it can affect our sleep. It can change our eating habits. It can affect our heart health, our decision-making skills, our jobs, our families, and certainly our mental health. We've all been there, right? We all know that relationships can bring out either the very best in us and help us to flourish and forward to be our best selves, or they can completely destroy our lives and sense of worth and confidence. They are and always will be closely linked to our health and healing capability. Our level of stress and our emotional maturity will always show when relating to other people. This is where you can gauge where you're at, um, how much you've grown, your progress in, in your healing journey, right? is when you're around other people. So yes, being alone and avoiding true connections sometimes seems like the easier choice, but I've learned through the years 
how to shift my perspective on conflict and how I am responsible for my own reactions and behaviors in relationships. So I'm just going to share eight different things I have learned through the years about healthy relationships. And hopefully today it'll give you an opportunity to kind of look internally at yourself. And that's what I'm asking you to do. You know, we can blame, blame, blame other people and other people can be hurtful, harmful, and toxic. But really it's our responsibility to decide what's best for us and to either step out or make the situation better. So number one, I've learned that it is not my job to make other people comfortable with the choices and who I am. So as an example, I'm going to use parental relationships because it's really easy. We can all usually relate to this. You grow up, you start becoming your own individual person. You start making life decisions that your parents may not agree with. And they may even fear for you, think that you are harming yourself. But you know it's what's best for you at the time. Or maybe you don't, but it's, you know, what you're choosing, right? So when we alter our truth, our true selves, to make a parent happy, we are actually taking a growth opportunity from them. We are responsible for our own behaviors and the roads we choose to walk. Making others comfortable is not actually our responsibility. I know that seems really wild. When we sugarcoat some things or, you know, we just try to change who we are around certain people, we're all guilty of this. At least I have been where you go and you act different in certain situations. That's not being true to who I am. And it's actually not giving the other person an opportunity to make peace with their uncomfortable feelings. They may not be able to do that, but it's not my job to take it from them. Does that make sense? It's not my job to coddle their feelings or to make them feel okie dokie with how I'm living my life if I am okay with it. Either way, Maybe you are making bad choices, maybe it wasn't the best decision, but it is still not our responsibility to make them comfortable with it and who we are. So the second thing that I have learned is that sometimes I want something from somebody more for me and my own comfort than for them or their highest good. This goes in tandem with number one. What we're actually looking for and what like a parent or something would be looking for is that we want to not feel the anxiety of our perceived judgments about their life or how they perceive our life. It makes us feel uncomfortable too. So the easiest way in our minds to feel better is that they need to change their said behavior so that I don't have to deal with it or feel uncomfortable around them. We literally feel like we need them to put us out of our misery, right? We are looking for them to take our anxious feelings from us instead of having the ability to sit with those anxious feelings and know that it's okay that they're there. And there's usually a reason why they're there. Why are they coming up? What do we need to learn from this situation? So ask yourself, when you are feeling judgmental of somebody else, and are you trying to make your life easier? because you don't want to think about it anymore, and maybe you think that they're making bad choices? I don't know. But what if instead we allow all these emotions to shine a light on why we feel this discomfort? 
What is it about the situation that is really bothering me? Do I feel scared for them? Am I trying to shield them from pain or I want them to do it my way? Why can't they fill in the blank? What is actually within my control to change is what I need to ask. And then also, I love this. I saw the word responsibility broken up into response ability. What is our actual response ability? How can we respond in the best way possible that is not only loving for us, but for the other person? And what is their responsibility? What can I leave in their court? What boundaries do I need to put in place? And what can I let go of? What am I grumbling about about this other person that they're not doing and I think they should do it and I really want them to and I've told them and they still aren't doing it and I feel like it's their responsibility to take care of XYZ and so it's making me uncomfortable and angry and anxious because they aren't doing that. They aren't taking care of their responsibility. But in the end, it is their responsibility, not ours. And if we need to set a boundary because they aren't following through on something, fine. If they're hurting or hurting somebody or um, being toxic in the way that they're relating to you, that's something you need to address. But we cannot control what other people do or say. The only person we can control is ourselves. Only our response ability matters for ourselves. I'm not saying to stay in toxic situations. We're just talking more about what we can learn within ourselves. Number three, other people do not make, quote unquote, make me anything. They don't make me mad, angry, sad, or happy. These feelings are ours to have at any time and ours to make. You can experience these emotions because of a situation or a person. It'll trigger the emotion of happiness, of sadness, of anger. But it is not actually their responsibility to walk on glass or figure out what makes us happy. Healthy relationships allow the space to experience all of these emotions coming up. But know that we actually have to be the one to evaluate why they're coming up. Like if it's a bad emotion, we need to ask ourselves what's going on. We have to be able to find happiness within, with ourselves and within ourselves first. Then we are able to share it freely with others without needing anything in return. All people are imperfect beings and there's no way that they can be responsible for all the things that make you happy or unhappy. So when you feel the anger rising, see if you can try to separate what is actually between the two of you and what is residual from other experiences in your life and other relationships in the past. The anger you feel may actually be heavy-handed secondary anger from a similar time when you were hurt or disrespected or experienced trauma. So try to ask yourself what this particular person has shown you in the past. Do they deserve the amount of wrath (laughs) that you are ready to project their way? Do they deserve this judgment of their intentions? Is this who they have constantly shown you to be? They may have, 
but try to evaluate where it is coming from because you might find that it has nothing to do with them at all, the reason why you're angry. So just try and stop, even if you can't do it in the moment and let's say the explosion happens and you let your anger out, we all do it. Later, see if you can reflect and figure out where it stemmed from. What were you actually angry about? You can say, oh, they made me so mad. But this is shifting our own responsibility. Instead, ask why you're feeling angry. What triggers came up for you? What is it really about? Because it's rarely about the actual thing that happened. It's rarely even about the thing that the person said. It's about how, what feelings came up for us, right? Were they painful? It's often so much deeper. I feel unloved. I feel misunderstood. I feel unheard. I feel lonely. I feel scared. I feel out of control. We in turn end up making up a story about what the other person is doing or saying, and they are the bad guy and they provoked me. So we're pushing all of our responsibility on somebody else, but they don't have our same abilities. We need to figure out what our abilities to respond to them are and how we can make them better. Let's talk a minute about others being mirrors for us. It is a hard pill to swallow. But when you look at the things you find you don't like about other people or the ways that they really grind your gears or the mistakes that they've made that you are judging harshly, all these things are also within us. There are possibilities or things that we struggle with. Other humans mirror what's deep inside of us that needs to be healed. What has been hidden away and a flashlight actually needs to be shown on it. This is a great thing about humans. It brings all of that to the surface when you spend enough time with any given human being. All the little dark things in you come up, right? All the ways that you relate in an unhealthy way with others. Even if it's just mirroring our go-to to judge them and their choices, so we're judging them and that's, you know, just as bad and just as toxic to be constantly judging other people. So you can tell yourself the day is long that you wouldn't do or respond that way. But maybe if you were them, maybe if you were in their shoes or had been through what they have or seen the world through their hurt perspective, you absolutely would respond the way that they are or make the same choices. You have no way of knowing what you would actually do in someone else's shoes. Just as people don't always understand why we do what we do. And, you know, we can't even explain it sometimes. You just know that you're doing it because they don't, they haven't been through what you've been through, right? So we see the world differently and we make our choices accordingly. So we are aware that we've messed up before, that we've made choices others have judged us for. But we knew in our hearts at the time that it was all we knew how to do. We're all operating with what we know. And we don't know everything. We're still growing, right? And so somebody may not have um, grown the way that you have to be able to relate to others in a healthier way yet. So try to find empathy for others and ask why you are so very bothered 
by their opinion, by their presence, by their slowness, whatever it is. So kind of just dig underneath and turn it back to you instead of being annoyed with them. Be like, why am I annoyed with them? Like, are they hurting me? Are they stealing my worth right now? Um, What's really going on? Because ultimately, it's all about your peace. If you allow someone to push and poke and always gaslight you or for someone to push that angry button and then you can blame it on them, well, who's going to change that? If you're pushing it off on the other person, well, they made me mad. Okay, where did the anger reside in you to begin with? It was already there. It just chose to come up at that time because of something that was triggered, because of something that was said. But when you are confident within yourself, when you are learning to love who you are imperfectly, knowing that you've screwed up, knowing that you're not going to not make mistakes in the future, but you're confident in your abilities to respond in a manner that keeps your peace intact, then it doesn't matter what the other person does or says. It's all about our inner well-being and how are we caring for that. Other people are simply mirrors. In the end, we are the only ones responsible for our behavior, our responses, how we handle difficult emotions, and how much space we give ourselves to feel them. Anything that we can give ourselves in this area, we will ultimately offer to others because we will understand how good it feels to give yourself time and space to move through these really tough emotions. And we'll want other people to have the space to do the same thing. Number four, I have learned, and the hard way, that I cannot change another person. Oh, this one is huge. Once you decide to make true peace with this statement, your peace and happiness begin to flourish. I've always been kind of a fixer. You know who you are if this is your go-to. The peacemaker, the soother, the chronic apologizer. A very powerful shift occurred in my life once I started to focus in on the plank in my own eye. This doesn't excuse toxic or abusive behavior, but we have to know that we can't change them. Even if we are watching them take steps that are destroying their lives, that are hurting everybody around them and hurting themselves, ultimately, we can lay it out there, tell them how much we care about them, tell them what we're seeing, tell them our concerns, and then we have to let go. You can still support and encourage somebody if they're showing a willingness to change, but we can't change them. No matter how much we choose to change ourselves to make them happy. It never works because then you will become unhappy with yourself. Again, when we fix, 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 we take opportunities for that other person to handle their own life and become responsible for how they choose to live. This isn't taking love out of the equation. I'm not telling you to abandon people in need, but I am saying that it is so important for you to realize that whatever it is you think needs changed in their lives or their attitude. You can't do that. You cannot facilitate that for them. They have to want it. They have to seek it. Just as you do. Just as right now listening to this podcast, you're thinking of all the ways that you can be better in relationships. How can you relate in a more loving, peaceful way towards yourself and others? Nobody else can do that for you, right? No matter how much 
you know, someone is trying to make you happy, ultimately it won't matter if you're not happy with yourself, if you're not being honest with where you are and how you need to change, if you're not being honest with your own toxic behaviors that are hurting people, including yourself. The fifth thing that I have learned is that I can't force people to stay in my life. We've all been in one-sided relationships. They suck. And we allow ourselves to get hurt over and over and over again trying to force this connection. It hurts to hear, and it's cliche, but no less true. If they wanted to stay and be there, they would make it happen. We all choose how to use the time that we are given. This doesn't mean that the person never cared for you. But you can often look back at these relationships that fell apart. And even though you killed yourself to keep them together, you can see later on that they actually weren't serving your growth and perhaps even that you were not serving theirs. It can certainly be a sad thing, but we can also learn from it. We can allow the grace and self-compassion to grieve the loss and be sad, but then embrace that life is always changing and that you can learn from it. All the relationships you currently hold are not all lasting ones, and that's okay. I saw this on Instagram, and it said something to the effect of, you still have the possibility to meet people that you will truly love and be loved by. I love it. Someone who you don't even know, somebody may come into your life still, who may turn out to be very important and influential in your life. You don't know. They are yet to bump into you or to walk through the door of your workplace. So change can bring us a lot of good that we didn't even know that we needed. We've all had those friendships that we just tried to hang on to. And I think of a couple through my own life that I was constantly always the one texting, always the one setting things up, and they were always the one canceling or not messaging me back or not making an effort. And it hurts to realize that they don't feel the same way about you. But we can allow that feeling of hurt and loss and we can grieve it, but we can also let them go. Don't force somebody to stay in your life that doesn't want to be there because it just gives us more opportunities to feel hurt and to feel like the victim. We can gracefully allow them to exit. Maybe they'll come back in later on. We don't know what they need. We don't know what we need, and maybe they weren't as good for us as we thought. I even think about my divorce. In the beginning, when I first got divorced, it was all his fault, right? You're blaming the other person. You're angry. You're hurt. There's so much pain, and you're just focused on all of this stuff. And we're going to go into this in the next one a little bit more about what I'm talking about. But as I get further and further, from that like red glaring painful spot in my life, I can see what I did wrong more. I can see how I could have been better at how I responded. I see the things and choices that I made that weren't for my growth. And I see that I also played a role in being a toxic partner. And it has been since then how much I have learned to love myself and others more and learn from the pain and ask for forgiveness and forgive and know that I'm no better than anybody else. I have made mistakes that have hurt people. 
just as people have hurt me. So the further you get from it, you can just look back and be like, whoa, I don't think I was good for them either. I really thought that, you know, they weren't good for me. But when we can admit that we weren't in a place where we were able to respond in a loving way or work it out in a way that wasn't as hurtful, uh, that can be a huge turning point for us to let go of that guilt and that shame. So number six is it's really hard to see the truth when we are in survival mode. So I was just talking about this. When you're right up against that glaring, red, painful part in your life, this one is so hard. It can be heart-wrenching. Survival mode is like having a microscope dialed into one area of pain all the time, constantly, no break, and no perceivable way out at the time. There's no breathing room to see the big picture. There's no energy to make better choices for yourself. It's exhausting feeling stuck. You are literally surviving, staying alive. You are not concerned with much of anything else or really anyone you might be hurting because you can only see your pain. The pain can be completely valid or exacerbated. You may have a hard time sleeping, eating enough, or eating properly for your body's needs. You may make bad decisions you wouldn't normally make. You may turn to substance abuse. You may literally have nothing left to give others, including your kids, your partner, or anyone else in your life. Survival mode is a real thing. And if you are here, my heart just goes out to you. And I just want you to do something small. Listening to this podcast is even one step in the direction to just give you tangible little things to focus on. Add in tiny things that help you gain clarity. Tiny things that make you feel more loved. For me, when I was in survival mode, it was trying to cook for myself more and learn how to bring more nutrition into my kid's life. The emotions and what had actually occurred was way too hard to look at. It was still that glaring red throbbing pain, right? So every time I looked at it, I was like, ah, ow, like I can't, I can't work on this. This hurts too much. So I shifted my focus to something that seemingly was completely unrelated. Food, right? I wasn't focusing on how I'd been hurt or what happened or how I hurt other people. I'm like, I'll just focus on what I'm eating. But as I started to take care of myself and my kids more, the clarity and vision began to appear, like the 2020 vision. I started to be able to pinpoint what or who was hurting me or holding me back, what was toxic or unhealthy in my life. And little by little, I started to be able to build in self-love and forgiveness and slow down enough to see what direction I needed to head in next. I couldn't see very far ahead, but I just kept going towards the things that were feeling nourishing and loving towards myself and my kids. And if you are in an abusive relationship, it is no joke and it's really hard to fully see them while you are still there in that situation. It's really hard to see much of anything and be objective about what areas we need to grow in when we're in survival mode. So trust that you actually have the power within yourself to change it. You do have the power to move forward and be more loving for yourself but you have to start small to start with one little thing to nurture yourself and make it consistent and know that you're not alone. 
And if you are in a dangerous situation, please reach out. Please text one of the hotlines or call or tell a friend, I don't know what to do. I'm in a bad place and I'm scared. So please take it very seriously if you are in a relationship that is hurting you, whether it is mentally or especially physically. So take the steps to get yourself in a safe place and in a safe environment before you really start working on yourself, right? Because you can work on yourself all you want, but if you're still being abused and the pain and and, um, trauma is still occurring, you're just continuing to get more and more damage. So get yourself to a safe space, reach out to somebody that you trust and just start moving to, to safety first, right? And I'm going to put links in the description below um, for hotlines and websites that you can go to if you're struggling on what to do. The seventh thing that I've learned is that everyone crosses our path for a reason, even the tough ones. (laughs) There's always growth to gain if we're looking for it. Look at what certain people bring out in you, then get curious. Is it serving you? Do they evoke feelings of anger or jealousy or joy? Start paying attention to the random encounters during your day. I work in a salon, so I have a lot of them. And for the longest time, I always dreaded getting a last minute client because I just wanted to go home, right? It was like the end of my day. I was supposed to get out early and someone pops in my book. And I used to be like, oh, oh my gosh. But then I started paying attention. And what I found is that things get super interesting once you start looking for the connections. So now when somebody pops in my book unexpectedly, that isn't a regular client of mine, I just get really curious, like, ooh, I wonder why they're in my book. I wonder why they're crossing my path today. What can I learn from them or what do they need from me? Sometimes it brings up cool things I hadn't thought of, or they end up needing to hear my message. Sometimes they bring me hope or encouragement in an area that I'm struggling with that I've never told anyone about. Sometimes (laughs) they surface feelings of judgment or anger or inadequacy within me. My responsibility is to look at my own emotions coming up and evaluate what it is about them that bothers me. Why do I feel impatient around certain people? Why do I feel superior? Why do I feel like I'm right? Is it because I think their perspective is wrong? Do I feel I need to control the situation? Am I being humbled because I'm not getting the feedback that I want? Not everybody's going to like you, and that's okay. But if you're getting feelings triggered up by encounters, just start to really ask yourself what's going on. Get very curious. You have endless opportunities to grow when it comes to people relations. If you just start taking them, we can dread them or curse them. But human beings are 100% our biggest highway to inner growth and self-realization. And when I say self-realization, I mean being able to be aware of our own triggers, what makes us angry, what makes us feel insecure, not blaming others for our sad stories, acknowledging them allowing the emotions to be there, but taking control of our own path and our own lives and really looking at how the tough situations made us grow instead of just feeling like a victim our whole lives. That does not serve us. The eighth thing I'm going to share with you 
is what I've learned about relating to others in a healthy way. So I just jotted down a few things that I have had to work on and that I've learned sometimes the hard way about relating to others in a healthy way, how to carry on healthy relationships. So I can't control them or the outcome. If I feel anger bubbling in my chest, it is my responsibility to step away or to breathe through it. My anger, my responsibility. I can allow others to be the way that they are. I can't change them and it's not my job to. I have learned to apologize and forgive, but not before I'm ready or before I mean it. Since I have the fixer personality, I'm also a chronic apologizer. And so I've really had to learn to, A, not apologize for things that aren't my fault or that I have no reason to be sorry for, and B, to make sure it's very sincere and that I've actually thought it through and given it time before I speak and before I offer forgiveness or apologize. If someone else is directing anger at me, I don't need to pick it up. And it in no way equates to my worth. This was a hard one to learn. But once you start to become more resilient and love yourself better and become more, um, they call it like self-actualized, which is just knowing yourself so well. You know your triggers, you know the thought patterns, you know what you've been through and how it created you into the person you are today. So you know that no matter what that other person, their anger is their issue. There's something else going on inside them. and. Again, I'm not saying we can't make people or we can't do something that would make somebody mad, but it's their responsibility, right? The anger is coming up for them to deal with. So you just need to know within yourself that you are responding in a way that you are proud of and that you can look back on and be like, yes, um, I think I handled that the right way. And if you didn't, then ask yourself, how could you do it better next time? Another thing I've learned is I can step away from toxic people if they aren't serving my peace or growth in a healthy way. And you have to learn what that means for you. Sometimes it's a temporary stepping away. Um, Sometimes you have to cut ties with them completely in order to live a healthier life. So that is for you to learn. And as you grow, you'll know what that means. Like what boundaries are you willing to put up? And you have to learn what your boundaries are with people and what's okay and not okay for you. Another really awesome thing that I've learned is that I don't know everything, and I do not know how or what life, God, or the universe is using in someone's life for their good. So judging where they're at is very unfair. I was once there too. I can trust that life will take care of life, Sometimes the craziest shit turns out to be the most beautiful story. So if somebody is in a spot where they are in survival mode, where you feel they're making lots of bad choices, or you know you think that they're spiraling, ultimately, like I said, you can be there for them. You can encourage them. You can, if you're in a place where you can lay out your concerns, you can do that. But then you need to step away and just they're learning things, right? Sometimes we have to make some bad choices and learn some really hard lessons before we get it. So you don't know what God is using in other people's lives. It may look like a shit show from the outside, but you don't know what their story is going to be in the end or what they need to grow or, you know, do they need to get to rock bottom in something? We don't know that. Just like we don't know in our lives what we needed to become who we are today. But now we can look back, right? And we can see some of the really hard things that we went through 
and the pain, real pain, real heartbreak that we had to go through made just beauty in our lives and connected us with people we would have never met and brought people into our lives that love us and that we love that we never imagined make us stronger make us a better person so try not to judge anybody else's story you're not where they are right now we can still show them compassion and grace and set boundaries and step out of if it becomes a really toxic situation another thing is that it's okay to be misunderstood we actually don't owe anyone an explanation unless we really want to give them one there is no one person who has experienced life the way that you have or the way that I have, who has had the same conditioning, the same triggers, the same tough stories, the same strengths, the same growth, the same spiritual life, the same relationship with God. So banging our heads against the wall to be understood by someone who may never get us is futile. We are ultimately trying to avoid uncomfortable feelings, right? So that's bringing us back when we are like, we really need to be understood because we aren't comfortable enough with, you know, our life and our decisions to say, you know what, this is me. I'm going to lay it out here, like it or don't like it. We don't need other people to make us feel comfortable. The other one is that, and this is my last point about relationships, is that love always wins. Seriously. The path of love always, always produces the best fruit. Again, I'm not saying to stay in toxic or dangerous situations and to say you'll love your way through it. No, I'm saying that sometimes the hardest choices that hurt the most are the most loving for us and the other person. I love this quote and I don't know who it's by. But it says, the irony of perfect love is that it will never be perfect. In fact, love is dragged through the muddiest of places, pushed, twisted, and stretched by two imperfect people. But the fact that it still stands through it all makes it perfect love. So something that you can do when you are feeling like you are not seeing a situation with love and things are really hard, you would say, or I would say, I choose to see this with love. It's a mantra, right? Or may this person be happy and healed, especially if I'm mad or upset with somebody, just offering that out and just saying it out loud. May this person be happy and healed. Just put it out there. You can also say, guide me through the situation with love and for everyone's highest good who is involved. Because again, going back to what I said about it's okay to be misunderstood, we don't know what is best for everybody. So in order like to be able to offer that out there is so freeing. When you say it, you're acknowledging that you don't know what's best for others. It's a gentle way to let go and just let God or the universe do the work. It may look messy or painful for a while, but think about all the times you've looked back at the hard, heartbreaking times and came out with blessings you never imagined possible. People are messy. Relationships are really hard. The greatest work is within us to be better partners, better friends, lovers, parents, and coworkers. It's not in someone else's ability to cuddle our feelings. So to recap, number one, it is not your job to make other people comfortable with your choices and who you are. Number two, 
sometimes we want something from somebody more for us and our comfort than for them or their highest good. Number three, other people do not make us, quote unquote, anything. They don't make us happy, angry, or sad. Those emotions are already within us and popping up for certain reasons. Number four, you can't change another person. Number five, I can't force people to stay in my life. Number six, it is hard to see the truth when we are in survival mode. So get to safety first. Number seven, everyone crosses our path for a reason, a blessing or a lesson, okay? And number eight was just the last few points of what I've learned about relating to others in a healthy way. I can't control them or the outcome. If I feel anger bubbling in my chest, it's my responsibility to step away or breathe through it. I can allow others to be the way they are. I can apologize and forgive, but not before I'm ready and I mean it. If someone else is directing anger at me, I don't need to pick it up and in no way equates to my worth. I can step away from toxic people if they aren't serving my peace or growth in a healthy way or if they're being abusive. I don't know how or what life or God is using in someone's life for their good. It's okay to be misunderstood and we don't owe anybody an explanation. And love always wins. Speaking of spreading love, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So go ahead and drop me a line and tell me what your thoughts were. What resonated with you? What have you learned about relationships that maybe I didn't touch on? I want to share your responses with the other listeners so that we can all learn from each other's perspectives. You can either send me a message via Instagram at Vessel Aliveness Podcast, or you can send me a voice note that I can actually play on the podcast. You can do both of these things with ease through the Anchor app if that is your preferred listening platform. And just remember that if you don't want me to share your note on air, say in the beginning, just between you and me, and I will know to keep it private. But yeah, I really want to start hearing what you guys are taking away from these episodes. And also, you know, I want to learn from you. So tell me your experience. So go ahead and respond to today's episode and let me know what you have learned about relationships in your life that I can share with the other listeners. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Just a couple reminders before I sign off. My Living Your Healthy with Joy is dropping every Monday into the Evolution Journey Fam membership. So I think this week we are on... So just the second lesson, my gosh, no, there's three lessons up there now. So that's still going. Um, there's a slow drip. There's going to be 15 different classes and you can even just pop in and try some of them and see what you think. Uh, you get a free two week trial to the membership to try it out and see what resonates with you. So come on over and join this community. We are all seeking our health in an authentic way that brings us more life and joy and steps away from the toxicity of diet culture. We are learning to love our bodies and nourish them in a way that really makes our soul sing. And everybody's health is going to be super individual. So we're here to just support everybody's journey as they discover 
what, how they function best and how they thrive best with all kinds of tips and tricks and classes and handouts along the way. All right, y'all, I hope you're having a good start to the new year. I know I've had some tough stuff on my end, but definitely learning to be early on. You know how I picked that word for 2022, especially when we have hard emotions come up. This is one of the best times to learn to just allow them and know that they will pass. So if you are experiencing some hardships starting out in this year, my heart just goes out to you. And I just encourage you to uh, allow it all to be and know that you don't have to fix it right away and know that things will shift and change as they always do. Change is, you know, our one constant. So this too shall pass. I love you guys. I hope you have a good week. And oh, one last thing. I keep saying I'm signing off. I am going to start releasing the podcast now on Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. It was previously on Tuesdays, and I just wanted to allow myself more time through the week to get the podcast done and edited for you really well before I release it out. Things have been a little busier in my life, so we're just going to adjust to that. So Thursdays will be the new drop day, and I hope you tune in for our next episode. All right. Love you guys. Bye. so much for listening friend there are now a few different ways that you can support this podcast you can subscribe review or share this on your instagram stories you can also now be a listener supporter starting at 99 cents a month so if you like what you hear and you want to support the creation of more click the link in the description below however you choose to support me it truly means the world to me and make sure you check out my freebies and service offers in the link below. Right now I'm offering a free 30 minute mini session. And even if we choose not to work together, you still walk away with three personalized steps to focus on next. And in case no one has told you lately, you are so loved and held dear one. Seek joy even in the smallest of ways today. You deserve to experience it and to feel good in your body. Till next time, I love you.